Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. Well, what? Get off your cell phones. Pay attention. I tell you, you talk down and fire like a sucker. Have you always been making music or is this something you kind of started doing like later on? Well, I did, man, it's kind of hard to say like later on in, in regards to like, you know, when you're, when you're a bike rider and you're from Missouri where I'm from and no mm -hmm. one in my life's an athlete or a musician or actor or anything like that, you don't really know how about going and making a band, but you want to be in a band. And so uh, as a bike rider, even before being sponsored and all that kind of shit, even as just a kid, I, I love music. Who, what, you know, who doesn't? Mm -hmm. And so I'd always look for music to ride to, so like for a contest run or a song that maybe I felt like someone was speaking some shit that I would think, you know, or singing like, you know, uh, that I could relate to. And then it just, it wasn't so later on in my career after I was already, already established as a, as a BMXer, the album started band. And a lot of it came from just like, man, I just believe in this, bro. They teach you in life, what do you want to do when you get older? What do you want to be? And there's just like one thing. But I'm just like the person that's always been like, dude, I want to do 10 things. I want to do as many things as I can. And I learned that. And I can't say I mastered BMX, but, you know, you become kind of a Jedi after 40 years. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, by doing that through BMX, I was like, dude, I could start a band. You know what I mean? Like, like let's mm -hmm. do this. And so I started the band about 10 years ago. And I'll tell you real quick. And just cut me off because I talk a lot. But just cut no, me off. You're good. You're good. Okay. <laughs> I figured that's what podcasts are for. So. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, I started, I, started, I started writing music. And I just wanted to write stuff to ride to. And just another way to, like, to, like, vent my aggressions for like what I wanted to, you know what I mean? And so once I started and got over like that, oh, I don't know if I could do that kind of thing, you know, the confidence, uh, I was like, dude, this, you know, this is it. This is what I want to do as well. Yeah. 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 So it, it's just cool, man, because like a lot of people it's, you know, in the beginning, it, it, it can be difficult sometimes when you're known as like a top or a professional in one thing. And then you, want to get into music like I, I talked about this i've talked about this a lot before like this is what i think if you start off in music you can go into movies and sports and people are like no way homies yeah. or homies right well but if you're a skater or a biker uh more biking because you know you got skate skates always been kind of mm -hmm. skate park. but bike riding and you're like i want to be an actor people are like oh, yeah. yeah you know what i mean they're like you want to yeah. start like oh you could rock for it's like, dude, yeah. you, you could do more than one thing in life. And that, that was always my whole thing. It's like, you know, just rambling here, but like, I, I wanted to, I just always felt like they're all connected, you know, like movies and, mm -hmm. and, and radio and expression and comedy and music and sports. I just feel like it's all intertwined. They're different, but to me, I just feel like I got something in all of that. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, they all have the same goal. 
the same goal is, you know, to entertain people that are interested in whatever it is, whether it's movies, music, skating, it's yep. like to put on a show, you know, to, to some level, but I've, I've always thought that too, like, you know, and I was kind of curious about that. Like, did you catch like a lot of shit in the beginning of like, Mm-hmm. you know of like yeah. oh man like what are you doing because i so i've always thought about this about like kevin bacon you know he has a band like with his brother it's good like it's a good band but i always wonder like do people shit on him because well, you took the words you, you took the words right out of my mouth when or not out of my mouth but like commenting on what i said earlier he was yeah. it's funny he brought him up because i was going to use him as a freaking example yeah, like yeah. he started a band he's known as an actor but like his music is as good as his acting I can't say it isn't as good. I can't say it isn't as good. I take that back. My bad. I'm just, I'm just not appealed to it because I know him as an actor. Now, if I listen to his music, I might like it. I don't know. Maybe I, yeah. after I get off this podcast, I'll check it out. But like, yeah. but like, that's what I had to understand with people with me. My fan base was writing, and it's like, well, you can't do two things. You can't be good at two things, two, yeah. two goals and dreams. Pro athlete and a musician, nah. Like that's even I used to think that way, man. I used to get jealous. I'll say it too. I used to get jealous when I see other people start bands and that's the shit I wanted to do that maybe they did skate. And mm-hmm. then when I stopped being jealous and I was inspired, mm-hmm. then I said, that's what I want. Not, not what I like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't be jealous about something you want. Be admire it. Like, like be stoked, like ask questions. Like, How do you do that? Let's do this. And you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. I got a lot of shit in the beginning because one of the main reasons I started the band Good Guys in Black, the whole point of it is the title is like how you look on the outside doesn't mean shit on how you on the inside. So Good Guys in Black was, yeah, I'm dressed all in black, we're all in black, we look this tattoos and shit. Mm-hmm. But we're we might be a lot cooler than those people over there. Because in our heart, we stand for 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 good shit. And I got a lot of shit from my industry at the time not for the band for its own jealousy towards me about being in Tony Hawk's video game, doing MTV cribs, having all these opportunities, being an actor. And these dudes didn't realize that like I study and work all these professions. It's not like, you know, and so since they were related to me through writing, they wanted to jab at everything I was doing. So I said, you know what, man, I have an outgoing personality. I'm going to vocalize how I feel. And that's why I started the band. Yeah. And I got shit. I got shit, but also too, I got a lot of love. I got a lot of love from like Pennywise and Guttermouth and and Strung Out and Death by Stereo and like a lot of my friends, like Suicidal Tendencies. I did a run with. Like yeah. it was badass, bro. It was like I got a lot of love from outside of my industry. Yeah, they already were kind of jealous of me through all the other shit I was doing. I know it sounds very arrogant to say, but that at the time. That's what was going on, you know. No, man, it's it's not it. I don't I don't see it as arrogant at all. Like I, I can definitely get it because, but I'm also one of those people like I admire people who, you know, the idea of like a Renaissance man, like somebody who, you know, they're passionate about, you know, let's say ten different things, and so they actually pursue those ten things instead of just okay. saying, well, you know, this is what I do. I mean, I would love to start a band, but I can't do that. I'm already doing this. Like, I love it when people have passions and then do all of it. Just say, like, why not? Like, I'm here one time. So yeah. why wouldn't I try, like, to give it a shot? And the band's fucking awesome. Thanks, so, dude. 
Yeah, Dude, man. It's so good. Like it's really I, developed too, man. Man, like I, you know, I try to like whenever I am listening to somebody like for the first time, you know, like I try to not have any bias like one way or the other, just so I can come in at like neutral. And man, like from song one, I think Invincible might have been the first song I listened to actually. I was like, God, this shit is amazing. Thanks. Like, I, yeah, dude. I loved it, dude. Well, that that song is on Sirius Radio Faction right now, uh, mm -hmm. on their channel, on the Faction channel, um, which is super, I'm super stoked about. And it's what's happened with that is like being on the radio. Now I have a booking agent that's helping me. And now mm -hmm. people are aware of like, you know, it's not, it's like, it's like, look, dude, what I learned is this. I used to sit and say like, oh, it's hard to start a band because I'm a biker and blah, blah. And so my projection wasn't right. Now I'm like, it doesn't matter. I mashed it all together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I ride BMX. I fucking sing in a punk band. I do all that shit together, mash yeah. it up. That's it. Not trying to, because I went through a weird phase where like I was trying to separate the two and, mm -hmm. and trying to be different in the music videos, uh, where there was a different dress of high dress. And I, was, and I, mm -hmm. I just stopped, I just stopped trying to think too hard about it. And I said, do you know what, dude? I'm the same dude on a bike as I am right now. I'm going to get on stage like, like you, I just put it all together. And so yeah. I appreciate it, but yeah, the invincible song that really was a breakthrough and like a writing style has changed quite a bit mm -hmm. from the beginning. And uh, I really like where it's at right now. I really dig it. Yeah. And so it's, you know, we keep having more and more progression and keep moving forward. And like, so thank you very much for that. And, you know, if you want to play it on the podcast, you can. Dude, absolutely. No, absolutely, man. For sure. I've like, I've been telling everybody I know about it. Cause like, you know, I know a lot of people that are, I mean, I don't even know, like, I hate putting music into like a genre because it's usually wrong, but like any kind of like the tr somewhat traditional, like U S punk, yeah. like not like the British punk or anything, which I love that too. But like that kind of California vibe, you know what I mean? Like that sort Absolutely. of stuff. Like I love it. Like I've always loved that. And maybe I just, I don't keep up with music well at all. Like I'm basically like a 50 year old man, like when it comes to keeping up, you know? And so it was just awesome to find something that I was like, Oh dude, this is amazing. Like, and it's Thanks, like dude. the sound that I like dude. And have you, have you toured? Like, yeah. As a, as a band? yeah. I mean, we've been around for like, you know, over 10 years. So like I've been warped tour a couple of times. I did a skate park tour. I did three different legs of skateboard tours, monster sponsor, we're in a bus. What yeah. I'm getting at, and what happened with the band was I went to England, I toured England, I had all this, you know, I was doing a bunch of stuff, yeah. so many shows. And then like I had some band members change, and then I had some other band members change. And then I got kind of like, man, nobody's like legit, you know. I mean, nobody's sincere. Like, like I live in LA, everybody wants to be hired and shit. Like, like yeah. they go to school and they're talented, but they want to be they want they want the lifestyle. They, the grunt work is is tough, to, to, mm -hmm. you know. You know, dumping your money into something and believing in it uh, and your time and with no return, you know, it takes a special person to do that. Yeah. You know, I got bitter about it a little bit. So then I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not doing good guys in black. I'm gonna do Rick Thorne and I'm gonna tour as Rick Thorne. But they were all good guys in black songs, and I did that for three years. I think that hurt me a lot with the consistency of my band. And then one day I was like, you know what? We never found the sound that we wanted, you know? Mm -hmm. And then as I started to learn more about music along the way, because I was a bike rider, dude. Mm -hmm. Like I said, no one was teaching me. I had to teach myself about music, about <laughs> everything that, that goes along with music. There's a lot of yeah. components to it. And I was just like, 
we don't get our sound, man. And like vocally, like my confidence. That's when we went back and we did the Plastic Society EP, which is uh, five songs that came out before Invincible and Time Steps Away, which is another new one. But the writing changed even from Plastic Society and developed more into what it is now. And this is the sound I wanted from the beginning years ago. I just didn't know how about, do you know what I'm saying? I was learning, man. I was learning and, 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 uh, you know, uh, it, it took a while, but now I, I really believe that like, you know, we're going to be able to excel a lot quicker than we had been. And I had those bumps in the road and that's my own fault because I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a solo artist as a bike rider. So sometimes I have that DIY wait on nobody kind of approach. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I, but I'll also have the attitude like, you want me a pro bike rider? Let's go. Let's go. You guys want to do this? Let's do this shit. That's how I was, I've always yeah. been programmed. Like, oh, you want to do this band? We do shit. Fuck, I got a lot of contacts and all these people. We can do some shows. Let's go. And I thought people were more genuine and, and I had to learn music. Like music's just a different kind of mentality than, than a sport mentality. Just See, a time. Yeah, and that that was one of my one of the questions I had was, you know, I feel and, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, but BMX seems like such a independent, like solo involvement kind of thing that I was wondering, like, is that transition to having to rely on other people? Like, how difficult is that to where it's like, oh, shit, like, this isn't just me anymore. Like, I have this guy to worry about, this guy to worry about. Like, is it hard to I micromanage? Mean, or no, no, not so much, because, like, the dudes that, that are in my band are all professionals, and they're all badass, and they're all legit. Yeah. And, yeah. but, like, you know, the difference is, like, with the band, you need a band. You know what I'm saying? Or mm -hmm. at least you need a producer and someone to mix and master that shit and, like, you know, make it pop. But then you go do a live show, still need a band. You know, and so I, I always wanted, you know, I came in the game like you might say late, but at the time I knew that I wasn't going to have a band that like went to high school together. We went to punk shows when we were junior high and all this kind of shit. And we, we had a garage band. I knew it was going to be that because I, I was already on this level with writing and I, I knew how people were going to look at me. I just thought that people would have been a bit more genuine, but I, I could read people pretty well. And, you know, I know the difference between the two, uh, between a, a band and, and you know, the, and sports. The thing about BMX is you could go ride whenever you want with your headphones on. You don't need anybody, nobody. Yeah. But you don't want to, you know, that's boring. You don't always want to do that. But if you have to, you can still get that, you know, get it in and be stoked. With the band, you know, it, it's it's different. You kick it, you, you, you bounce off ideas. I actually like it. I actually like the fact that I'm open to like, to like the ideas. It's not like, oh, it's Rick's my way or the highway. This is Rick's band. Oh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. you know, it's nothing like that. It's like, so I feel like I'm part of something more than sometimes a writing. I'm part of a community, but at the same time, I'm solo out there doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it's, it's always like healthy to have something in your life where you can be collaborative. Like regardless yeah. of whether you're independent throughout most things, like to be able to sit there and like bounce ideas back and forth, like yeah. it, it helps out in a lot of ways. So I, yeah, having a band is, I mean, I've kind of like been in and out of it, like with just little things. And I mean, I love it. It's just, I'm, I'm kind of like that. Like I'm a sort of independent person. I, I, you know, I have a hard time like knowing that I have to rely on someone else. 
Well, it's a crazy, yeah, I hear you. It's, and it's a crazy balance because if someone doesn't take the lead, then you ain't going nowhere. I mean, you think about most bands, it's like, yeah, you know, you got, it's a band, but like there, there's got to be someone to make decisions or two people to really like direct and steer a band. Otherwise, everyone's like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. And then you didn't get anything done, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a different, you know, you have to be assertive and, and take a leadership role. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I just look at it like, you know, uh, it's good to work with people to where we're all on the same page of the sound. I know, I know the ability of what my guitarist could do. Do you know what I'm saying? And that took mm -hmm. time though. That took time. And so for us to be able to go and write a song, the writing's quicker. Everything's quicker because now we have a direction on what the sound. In the beginning, I was kind of all over the place because I was trying to figure it out. I like to rap. I like to sing. I like to scream. I like hip hop. I like punk rock. I like metal. I like reggae. Yeah. I, like, I was trying to figure out like what did I want to do? And once I figured out like, oh, all right, okay. And that, that just took, it just took a while, but you know, yeah. you get it being a, being a musician and, you know, having that need to like express yourself really. I just, I keep my mind more on, on the, on the song and, and writing good music and, yeah. and bands break up all the time for a number of reasons, man, ego or fucking people have kids or they don't want to tour money. Uh, yeah. People get hired. They, they don't, they're tired of doing the, the leg work. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, but I think, you know, I think you can draw a connection between because being in a, a musician or being in a band is just an insane amount of failure that eventually will become success, hopefully. But it's just so much work and so, so many like failures. But I think BMX probably is similar in the yeah. sense of like you're just failing all the time until you finally succeed. And then you just start all over again. Like, well, the thing people, is, oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, my bad. No, no, I was just saying, like, those people, the people who are doing that, like, failing all the time and then finally succeeding just to start all over again, those people tend to be all right and, and, and to be able to, like, succeed in other aspects of their life as well because of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm from a different generation where these kids nowadays, they see, you know, the thing about, like, branding yourself and, and images and like not always but you know it might be a little smoke and mirrors here and there or like you know dressed in a certain way and you, you're starting to like you know brand yourself we didn't have that shit yo we you had to you had to save your money go to the contest you're good in the contest hopefully get a photo yeah. magazine xerox it send it into a sponsor say hey i'm this you know have have credential or cre credibility from going to the contest placing good i mean i started riding in 1981 so, I mean, we, we grew up in, in the era, era of like learning how to market ourselves. I learned that from a class I took in high school called mass marketing. That's the only thing I took from high school, marketing, marketing yeah. yourself. And like, yeah. I know how to do your own resumes and shit. So, you know, I'm from, I'm, cut, we're, I'm an older dude. So we're cut from a different cloth of like, mm -hmm. I worked hard for this shit and let it go because we had to create, we, I developed my style without having like, the easy access kids do now, which is great. I'm, do your thing, excel, you know what I'm saying? But like taking that into music is like, dude, compared to writing, I wrote 14 years before I made a salary. 14 years. I bust tables in Olive Garden for seven years. Uh, I, I rode my bike back and forth to work. Like I didn't have a car. Like I know what it's like not to have shit. So yeah. not musicians might not think, think that. And you know what? 
just not to diss anybody at all, even though it sounds like a diss, I don't want it to, but there's a lot of people in LA that come to school, they go to school in Hollywood and they want to be hired. They want to be hired, they got a degree and they want to go on tour with the big bands. I get it, but to do that legwork and that grunt work of not just being hired is different. Yeah. I'm just like, no one's going to hire me. I'm a vocalist. Mm -hmm. Like I have to, I could join a band, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I just feel like, okay, if I created all this with writing by writing it down on pieces of paper, tricks and ideas and shit before internet and before any of this, I could say music, man. I could do the same thing. Write that yep. shit down, bring it to life. And that's what I like most about it. That's what I like most about music is like, you get an idea, you get a melody in your head, you get some lyrics, you get, oh, yeah, I got this vision. You write the shit down. You go in the studio, like, oh, this shit sounded dope. The next thing you know, damn, it sounds sick. It's like creating, like, oh, I learned one-handers. I learned one-footers. Do one-hand, one-foot. Oh, shit. Yeah. I do 360. I do 540. You know, it's like the same thing. Like, like I just feel like it's layering your style, uh, and it's all from passion. It's very passion-driven. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to send my message, man. You know, I've been sending this physical ability through bike riding for years and I've always had a voice, but I've never been able to really vocalize and own that. And that's mine to express that. And that's what music is for me. It's like, it's a way for me to vocalize how I feel and hopefully can inspire and change somebody and, and entertain. But like deep inside, it's all about that, that, that inner expression, you know, yeah. uh, that's all it is really. So, sure. yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, man, wait, so you started in 1981. That's yeah, and also, also too, the punk rock shit we listened to back in the day. I don't mean to say shit, but, you know, punk rock yeah. was way different. Was way different. I mean, yeah. punk, punk rock was like, they had so many different characters and so many different bands. And I liked Ian McKay. I don't know if you know who he is. Discord Records, Minor Threat, mm -hmm. Fugazi, like deep, yeah, yeah. deep changing shit. That's the kind of punk I liked. Because I always okay. felt like that dude was like, he had some integrity and he's, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, even the, from the music, to the writing, to like the industry not being hardly anything, no one outside of California was sponsored, all that kind of shit. You know, in the yeah. middle of America, how am I going to make this work? So I know what it's like to go without shit. And yeah, so 80, 80 I think it's 81 is when I first started riding quarter pipes. So, so does it blow your mind that it's an Olympic sport? No, I wish I was part of it. I mean, look, yeah, in 1996, they took eight bike riders, eight skaters, and eight inline skaters to present extreme sports to the, to the Olympic Committee. The eight bike riders was me, Matt Hoffman, Dave Mara, rest in peace, uh, uh, Dennis McCoy, John Parker, Taj Mihalik, uh, Joe Rich, and I'm missing somebody. Oh, Steve Swope. Those were the eight bike riders. Eight skaters were like Steve Caballero, Mike Fraser, you know, uh, uh, I think Neil Hendricks, uh, Tony Hawk, uh -huh. Andy McDonald. Yeah. And then the inliners were like Arlo Eisenberg and all the type in line skaters at the time. Okay, anyways, long story short, we presented this shit to the fucking, you know, 80,000 people in Atlanta and the stadium. They wheeled out all these ramps. The commercial break it was the sickest thing ever. You can look on my Instagram uh, a couple months ago. I posted that shit, some, mm -hmm. some footage from it. And uh, it took that long 
25 years for it to make it into the Olympics. Um, at first, I was a little skeptical because they mm -hmm. wanted to run their contest different than how we traditionally run it. Okay. And, you know, they had different, different organizations run the contest than what we were used to in our industry. But after I watched the coverage, it's a good thing. We need yeah. more bike riders in BMX. We can't be the we can't be the dying breed of fucking, you know, we want this to keep going, you know. And I think that the camaraderie between the riders was great. They weren't over competitive, like, you know, uh uh beefcake meathead dudes, you know, you know what I mean? They were, and 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 the girls class, the girls were killing it. So to me, I went into a kind of 50-50 because I, I just wanted our sport to be presented in a way to where like people not knowing or their kids want to ride, they look at this and they see what it is if their kid wants to get involved with riding. That was important to me because getting kids involved. But I, I really don't feel like, and it, to me, it, I just felt like it was no different than watching like, maybe I'm just conditioned to this shit, but no different than watching the X Games. Meaning like they had hosts, they had, they had bike riders that were, were commentary. They had, you know, they did their homework. They didn't, they didn't, you know, uh, uh, embarrass the sport. And, and honestly, the riding level is sick. Those dudes are killing it, bro. Yeah. Kill like, and the girls, like, dude, the girls are killing it. Sick. Yeah. Because who won gold? Logan Martin, I think, won yep. gold. I mean, he's, yeah, I, I kind of went into it the same way. Yeah, he's, he's fucking amazing, dude. I yeah. went into it probably the same way, like 50-50, just because, like part of me was like, man, I don't want them to like, <laughs> which sounds dumb, but like, I don't want them to be like commercial, but I don't know. I mean, it kind of already is like, like I'm so like, I'm 27. So pretty young, but like, I grew up, everything was like extreme, like right. extreme fucking candy, extreme. Everything had an X Did in it. front yeah. of it, you know? So like, I've always like, just had a love for this, like, you know bmx skating and all this stuff so i was excited that it was going into the olympics so i was like oh fuck like this is awesome but yeah i get what you're saying like it's it's you get kind of like skeptical of like man are they yeah. is it gonna be just the x games but like in japan like i don't know yeah like, i mean I, and i didn't mean to say that it looked like the x Games. i didn't mean it like that but like yeah. you know it's it's a presentation it's a tv show uh, i think generally a lot of the olympics are very neutral and with all due respect, I feel like it might be a little bit bland, meaning that like they want things to kind of be, you know, the, the, the crowd that they're marketing to is, you know, it's huge. And so it, it's, it, but one thing that I did like about it is they kept it about the sport, the, the runs, because that's what the Olympics is. That doesn't mean like some people get bent out of shape in our sport. Like that's not the be all end all of like to say what our sport is now. It's a contest. These dudes are lucky to be in it, or not lucky, but blessed and, 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 and stoked to be in it to help people get into riding. And like the way I looked at it is none of those dudes or girls held back. They were all doing what we yeah. do with bike riders. I, I competed for 25 years. I know what it's like to say, all right, ready, roll in, make your shit happen right now. So to me, I looked at it like, oh, it was presented in a way that was like exactly what the Olympics would want. Like, you know, not so much personality, keep it about the run, you know, commentary, uh, you know, but it's about, you know what I'm saying? Like keep everything, right, right. don't go over the top and try to make it extra hip or anything. Cause that's not what the Olympics are, but yeah. that doesn't mean that like, you can't do that in our sport. And that, I think that was a big beef with a lot of people in our sport. It was like, Oh, I can make our sport like this and that, but dude, follow me. When X games first came out, 
dudes were hating on us hardcore. Like they were talking so much shit in our industry. They thought yeah. we were kooks and this, that, but guess what? We got a lot of people involved in writing. So, you know, we, we served a purpose. It served a purpose and we kept our integrity. So, yeah. you know, you got to look at it like that. Same with skating. They were all like supportive of each other, high-fiving and shit. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they have the, I don't follow skating like that, but I'm sure there's some mm -hmm. people that are for it or against it. But the reality is if you think that that one day and that one contest is it now, and we don't, we don't, we don't have any more say in what we do and we have no more style or personality. It's all in their hands. You're tripping, dude. That's like an event to get people into it. And, and, and everyone there that competed should be proud of themselves for making it that far. Cause I know how tough it is. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying that's how I feel about it. Uh, some people may, you know, well, differently yeah. go ahead it's okay you know yeah dude i mean and, no man i'm with you like i you know i have no skin in the game like i'm i'm too fat to be on a bmx bike but like you know like i just i just remember growing up watching the x games and just being like oh shit i want to go ride a bike like i really want to get into this which i mean i kind of did but i had oh, nowhere near the dedication that it takes to actually be good at it um but see, listen, man, I, I hear you, but and that's rad. What I'm saying is I just, I'm just speaking from experience in, in the terms of like, you know, I know that it's a show. Yeah. I know that it's a contest and we all work hard. I work my ass off to be in there. Tricks, mm -hmm. I my run, of course, I'm embarrassed myself with that. I want to produce my shit. But I know inside that if this wasn't profitable, because it's a network mentality they have to make money they're mm -hmm. put on this big event so i get it but i don't really think that like you know bmx numbers are a lot smaller than like what you could say skating would be you know because skating numbers are huge so anything that can help bmx stay out there get in the public eye and they i think they gave it justice in the regards of it being a contest of the olympics you watch any of the other sports and it's the same way it's like they're consistently wanted to be the same way and that's okay. That's okay. It's not, like I said, it's not the end of the world. Uh, and if more kids get involved, it's going to help all of us bike riders be able to make a living at what we love to do. It yeah. creates an industry, man. It creates an industry. And, and then you, and then that doesn't mean you got to sell your soul for that though. Just, yeah. you know, I know that those guys, I hate to use the word train, but they train pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, oh yeah, I would, I would imagine like the the hours that go into it is gotta yeah. be insane. Yeah, but it's fun, you know. Where, like, what do you think gives you, like, do you deal with nervousness at all? No, I'm opposite, man. I mean, I get nervous sometimes, but like, mm -hmm. I think I started doing stand up comedy before COVID, and I was nervous at that at first because, yeah. but then I was able to chill out my nerves. But for me, yeah. like. The event, the cameras. Mm -hmm. What I mean by this is like anywhere. The cameras could be like, if I put my GoPro out at the park, I'm going to step it up. Okay. Yeah. Me. I could step it up without it, but I'm like, yeah, document it. Ah, let's go. I've always been that guy. The bigger the crowd, the bigger the tricks, the more confident I am. Not, oh, take that back. Not the more confident I am, but I can deal with that pressure. I can fall in the middle of my run, get up and pull my other tricks. I've always been that guy. I, I'm really good at dealing with pressure. Um, yeah. But like I was just at Tony's today riding and I had done a 540 tail tap on Bert and freaking forever. 
And I was yeah. trying, trying, trying it. Next thing I know, Ellis whips out his phone. Tony whips out his phone. Come on, one more try. We got to get out of here. I have my GoPro. Pressure, pressure. Bam, hit it. But that's just how I've, I've always been, is like I'm able to hit that, that pressure. If mm -hmm. Under pressure, I work really well. So nerves, though, not really, because I know that, like, you're kind of showing off, too, you know, and you're doing your trick. And, like, especially in a contest element, it was never really nervousness. It was just, like, I want to pull my shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's what I was kind of getting at was, like, is it the same feeling <laughs> that you get when you're going on stage? Like, as and you know, being in a, as a front man, like, you have that same mentality but i guess yeah i guess you no, do. i just dive into it i dive into it and yeah. get like I, was, I would be riding i just would hit my notes and fucking project and, and entertain the crowd and in between songs you know i see some bands not like make it very uh welcoming in between songs i'm not there uh -huh. like mad the whole fucking time you, yeah. you know watch metallica james hetfield's funny man you know what i'm saying in between yeah. songs interacts interacts mm -hmm. learn. i had to learn that though i had to learn oh, okay. that because i'd never done that i'd always done that through writing i never knew how to interact mm -hmm. like that with nothing see see that when you ride and you have on your helmet and your gloves and your elbow pads knee pads you got your your bike kind of behind that helmet mm -hmm. but when you go in front of a crowd and there's nothing but you and a microphone and i got to produce it's different. Okay. It's different. It's different engaging. It's different. It's different. Riding, I never had to look anyone in the eye. I still don't, but you know what I mean? It's just different because yeah. you're not hiding behind. Not, I can't say hiding, but you're not, you're not hiding behind anything. If that makes yeah. sense. You're up there bare, not even a guitar or behind a set of drums. You're like, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it, it took a few, a few, a little bit for me to get used to that, but you know, um, you just dive yourself into the music and you just forget about uh you don't you don't you don't think like it anymore you just kind of do you do your thing you know yeah i mean yeah. that's what that's what i would think like the adrenaline that comes with it has got to be just insane oh. for both for both ways you know whether it's music or writing like well bmx just, is like a physical expression or it is and mm -hmm. music is a verbal expression so being able to get both of that and tap into that I don't think a lot of people get to do that. So yeah, you can be a man, but that doesn't mean you like do any sports or like do a five forty or some shit. If you could do right. both, like, yeah. well, you know. <laughs> Dude, are there any things that, like, I don't know if you have a bucket list necessarily, but are there things that that you still want to try that you haven't done? Absolutely, more acting. Actually, I got a TV series that we're going to be filming pretty soon. It's called Run Boys, and it's got Kyle Turley, ex-NFL uh, football player, legend. Yeah. Got Rampage in it. Uh, it's going to have a bunch of other people in it. I, I don't want to give too much of the details away, but mm -hmm. this is coming up real quick. We have had we did our table read. It's going to be sick. Um, starring in more movies, starring, have better roles, starring roles, mm -hmm. supporting roles, stuff like that. But it's going on tour, too, like with the with my band and, like, bigger bands and tour. Uh you know, I think I think just keep growing and keep keep doing all the stand up comedy, all of it, all of it. I mean, yeah. if there was any other bucket list that you know I could say, you know, I, I put on events, I produced events, I produced TV shows, I've wrote TV shows, I've done a lot of things. 
but what I like most is is the the performing side. I, I recently started drawing. A big a big a friend of mine is a big influence on me is Steve Caballero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve does a lot of artwork. I was with Steve when we were on work tour and he started drawing. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know. And then over the years, I've seen what he's, he's been able to do. And I finally just said, you know what? I'm going to start drawing. Not because Steve is. Steve's yeah. amazing. He's he's good at whatever he puts his mind to. He's he's uh, he's an inspiration for sure. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what, man? I'm going to start trying to draw. I'm going to start I'm gonna start just, just learning. I'm going to learn how to do other things. And what I learned with drawing is it's another way to express yourself creatively and immerse yourself in the drawing. Like you'll be, for me at least, I'll be drawing for a couple hours and be like, damn, two hours, everyone by. But I was engaged and I was thinking and I was into mm -hmm. it. Different than I would be like writing the music and shit. So, you know, just trying to tap into all the artistic things that all of us are capable of. Not just me. I mean... Not just, you know, other people that do different, a lot of different things. Everyone's capable if they just tap in and just have a little bit of confidence mm -hmm. and be willing to go, oh, let me try that. Or, oh, let me try this. Yeah. I think, I, I don't think I'm anything special or more than anyone else. I just think that, you know, I just, I have time. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I just, I just want to do everything that I, that I, anything that can help me be creative you know so i don't know if that answers your question about bucket list but just, yeah. just having that creative outlet really like you know people ask me all the time like oh you still ride dude I'm like every yeah. day like oh dude i go dude you don't understand it's about a feeling yeah i get that feeling i'm like ah it's like a therapy it's not like yeah oh, i'm riding because uh, i got all these sponsors on people love me and shit i'm autograph not like that it's like you know what i'm saying it's just like yeah. ah man i'm both <laughs> I pulled that shit today. I can sleep good tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Those that yeah. don't know, you know. Yeah, so, so yeah. it's like more for yourself, really. Absolutely. Well, that's yeah. what it's always been. Yeah. In the day. Yeah. Just yeah. fell in love with it. Where do you think you would be if you never got on a bike? Like, do you ever wonder about that? Like, no. I know it's impossible to know, but yeah. I mean, the way I was raised and, and other people in my family and, uh, you know, uh, I'd probably be still back in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, but, you know, we're just talking. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'd be, maybe I'd be married to Lady Gaga. We've got an island. <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. yo, yeah, yeah. yo, I don't be a max. I'm moto. I love moto. Like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the question is right away i went to like opposite like okay i got this but everything i wouldn't want to be but you never yeah, know yeah. But like, I, I could have been like in kevin bacon's band playing the tambourine and shit you know what I'm tambourine, kevin bacon my name's turkey yo <laughs> turkey bacon bitch <laughs> who knows who knows I been a truck driver and shit i don't fucking know for but, sure but I knew yeah. that I knew at a young age when I was out riding on the streets and shit that I just liked being on my bike, just riding mm -hmm. around the neighborhood. I mean, just yeah. water pipes and shit, doing wheelies and shit. I just, it gave me a sense of freedom to just get on my bike and I could, I could go far because I had a skateboard and shit too, but bikes, mm -hmm. you could ride more terrain. 
you could ride through the dirt, you could ride through the gravel and shit. Like it just felt like it was quicker. Uh, yeah. You know, I just like bikes. So, so we would ride around bikes and shit. And I just, just liked getting out of the house and it just turned into something because we, I mean, what am I chasing? Yeah. Like I graduate from high school and I get a bike for graduation, which was great. That's what I wanted. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm working busting tables and I said, I'm going to be a pro bike rider. And like, there's two people sponsored in the whole industry. <laughs> <laughs> what does that tell you? I wasn't chasing. It's just like, I just, I want that feeling, hold on to that feeling, you know? And, and, and after, you know, I don't, I was getting ready to say after BMX, but I don't really think of that neither. I, I work really hard to stay in shape, to stay light. To, I sacrifice a lot, man. I haven't been in a relationship in nine years. I've been raising my kids. I, I have more. And what I said earlier, because I have time, it's because I don't have a relationship. Because relationships are a responsibility and they take time. So yeah. my responsibility is to myself and my children. And and this is for me to to pursue all these things I want to do when I'm not doing for my kids so you know you sacrifice what you eat and, and i don't party much uh, i i drink what i mean by that is like i've never done drugs yeah. uh, but i drink very rarely you know um you you got to work at it it's not like people just see like okay here's an example mm -hmm. a band comes out like who's this fucking band these fucking guys these fucking... they don't know that that band worked nine fucking years getting nothing you know grinding away and then they get a hit and you see the hit and you see the video and then you could sit back and do this you don't know the leg work or the grunt work unless yeah. you're a musician do you know what i mean yeah yeah well, it's the same thing with us they would see us come out the x games in the 2000s and they were probably like oh these kids are like dude you had no idea what we went through to get to where we we're at and i think no one really understands that unless they've they've tried something and stuck with it and then it paid off you know yeah, for no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I can't imagine like seeing it just like develop the way it has has got to just be nuts because it's it should oh. be it's something that everybody like, you know, even if you do it as a hobby, it's fun to do. But like to see it take off, you know, in this way, and like I can understand how it would be, you know, like therapeutic in a way to do it, like oh, as riding? opposed to just being a hobby. Yeah, 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 writing. Yeah. Even even if it is a hobby and you aren't looking to be a pro, I got friends that ride that that aren't looking. They just like to ride and they ride when they can and they got jobs and girls and shit and marriages or whatever, and they ride when they can and it's it's fun, but it's still therapeutic for them too because they like to go out and makes them feel good to pull tricks and stuff. You just have to stay consistent. You know, you can't take yeah. off five years and then expect to come back and you know in first session or two. Uh, you got to keep your body in shape. You you got to keep your mind in shape. Um, it, it it's it's definitely you know a a, a lifestyle and a way of thinking to where mm -hmm. there's not a day goes by in my life still that I don't think about riding or go ride. And the same goes with music. And though it really tells me is that's when you really love something. Uh, it's just you know it's it's for me ultimately, and everything else is mm -hmm. just been a great fucking bonus. You know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. definitely man yeah so is there a plan for a tour this year since things are seeming to be you know letting back up a little bit i hope so right now we're just doing a lot of shows okay we've got a show coming up uh it's with death by stereo well it's called the gutter fest so it's gutter mouth mm -hmm. death by stereo uh steve cavallero's new band called urethane mm -hmm. uh i think 
the line and then us and then uh and then i got another show coming up where it's chaser and then the band poli mm -hmm. and that's after that and then i'm playing this other gig with these local bands uh in the valley and it's good because more people are reaching out for shows but i, I hope i hope that people don't get hesitant about it because see you had to be vaccinated now yeah 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 and, and and this whole vaccination thing is really dividing people man um bad yeah yeah it really is man and like it's like so i see these things online where it's like you know bands if you're not vaccinated you can't come into the show and it's mm -hmm. people a lot of people the wrong way i don't know if people keep booking shows whatever she's gonna get canceled i don't know but you know uh hopefully we get to you know get on the road soon because i'm ready you know and i'm glad that it happened when it did bro check it out i, I told my mm -hmm. friend the other day i'm like you know i did a lot of tours in the beginning but these last years i've been building good guys in black and sound and working on the videos and songs and shit mm -hmm. i'm actually glad i didn't tour because i got to see my kids grow up yeah. and you know what dude my kids have been with me quite a bit quite a bit more along this whole journey mm -hmm. uh and I don't regret it at all. And yeah. to be there for every birthday, every event, every field day, everything, everything. And now that they're getting older, I'm starting to think of myself again or more in regards to like, I want to get back on the road. I want to tour again. So I'm kind of glad that I didn't tour then because I, I got to raise my kids and I'm still able to do what I loved. Yeah. But now I'm ready to, to really like hit it and be gone. Like I could be gone a couple months. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Or a month. Sure. Or it's hard when you got like, you know, a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and they're with you more. What are yeah. you going to do? You can't, I had to stop touring. Yeah. Yeah. But we talk about sacrifices. I sacrificed a lot for my children, but it was worth it because my biological father was never there. Yeah. So I didn't want to, I'd rather not be like that to them. And I, I enjoyed the ride, you know? So to answer yeah. your question in a crazy way, <laughs> a lot of shows, touring yeah. to come up eventually it's just oh, i hope that the COVID thing doesn't keep people divided and people keep booking events and shows and shit i mean got to get past this shit because yeah it can't last forever you know dude yeah exactly man i hope yeah i hope to be able to to come see you guys like i, I would really love to where do you live at texas like kind of outside of dallas sick dude we used to do the texas state fair back in the day Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I did. Dude. I did a Texas State Fair. I've done over 500 shows in Texas and Dallas alone. Really? We used, to, we used to do 24 days straight, four shows a day. So that's basically 96 shows, and we did it for five years straight. Holy shit! I know Jeez. all about Dallas. I know all about Dallas. You know, back yeah. We go see punk shows and Deep Ellum and shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I'm, my, my aunt actually lived in Garland, Texas, when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And she was a truck driver. Do you get this? And we would we would go from Kansas City to Dallas in her truck, all of us little little kids and shit. And we'd stay at her house. And I remember Garland was outside of, Dal out of Dallas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I got love for Dallas, dude. Cool people, good times. Dude. You know I mean? Hell yeah. 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 Dude, cool scene. Awesome, man. Cool scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Back dude. in the day, and there was a skate park there called the Jeff Phillips Skate Park before he passed uh -huh. away. And we used to ride that skate park quite a bit. That's this is before. See, that's a whole nother thing people don't understand. Before there was public skate parks everywhere, you had to build shit in yards. <laughs> Meaning you had to send somebody that had a yard 
or your parents to let you. And then you had to get the wood. You had to figure out how to build it. So yeah. if there was a skate park, you knew about it because there was like only a handful in the nation. Oh, and Jeff yeah. Phillips skate park. God bless Jeff Phillips. Fucking rad legend bird skater. Mm -hmm. We go to that skate park every night when we stayed there. Yeah. Good scene yeah. in Texas, dude. Good riders. Good scene. Good music. Yeah, man, it is it is cool to see because like the city I live in, you know, it's outside of Dallas, but it's a you know, pretty tiny ass city, and they just built like a nice, like a super nice skate park here, Ick. which was pretty surprising because it's you know, like I said, a pretty small city. But like Matt Hoffman came out like a couple months ago hey. for it, and it was just cool to see. And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, there's nobody here that does BMX or skates. Like, I mean, I've lived here my whole life. No, you've seen like hundreds of people out there just like completely ripping it up you're like where like where have these kids been this whole time they've been it's on the streets cool well they've been in the streets it, you know exactly and, and it was just and, cool to see them you know like to see them yeah. be able to come somewhere where it's like oh this is like our little place and it's like it's yeah. a public place and there's it's never it doesn't have any like anything wrong with it everybody cleans up everything like there are not a lot of public places around here where you can say the same thing so it's Got like it it's like this community of kids and, and you know like older people too like i don't know there's something more to it than i think what most people probably would assume you well, know more I, responsibility yeah i think i well i think nowadays people are pretty conditioned to like i mean we're an olympic sport technically now but even before the olympics like mm -hmm. i think people are pretty conditioned to like what you know extreme sports are whatever you want to call this category of like but when we came out, they were like, we just want to hurt themselves and kill themselves. And they're crazy. Yeah. On us. And we were like, no, dude, we don't want to get hurt. We're not crazy. We just love riding. Um, but that's good. You know, uh, speaking of when we did the shows in Dallas, uh, those were the uh, Sprocket Jockey shows. And those were Matt's mm -hmm. shows that we did. I'm real good friends with Matt. I mean, like, he's one of my best friends. I've known Matt since 1988. I've, yeah. I wrote for, for Hoffman Bikes for 10 years. Uh, I'm really good friends with Matt. Matt's fucking yeah. legend. He's done so much for BMX. Oh yeah, dude, it was uh, it was awesome. Like, I mean, he came out, said hi to like everybody, anybody that wanted to be, you know, to get a picture, everything. It's pretty cool to see. Like, you you never really know, you know. But it was he's it was genuine. Awesome. Matt's a yeah. genuine dude. Yeah, 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 man. Well, uh, awesome. so. So I have just like a few like real just like fast little like rapid fire questions. Okay, cool. See what kind of good. I'll, I'll try my it. best. Right. Good luck, man. <laughs> All right. So first one, your worst injury. Uh, I fell and hit a pallet. Uh, I hit a loading dock right here. I mean, broke my pallet. I had a hairline crack and a break here. So I have screws in my eye socket. Jesus. I came down and broke my pallet. Normally what happens, what I was told is it goes break break and then the jaw but i'd already broke my jaw but i didn't break it in that one i i thought i broke my fake teeth because he's come out uh -huh. but i bent down and i was filling my face cave in and there's this fluid leaking down the back of my throat so what they did was they cut my head from ear to ear filled my skin down took fat from my stomach to clog this leak because my brain was leaking lived in my face put plates and screws pull eye socket plates and screws here i had double vision i lost sense of taste and smell before surgery, had a tracheotomy. I woke up with my mouth wired shut. I was like, fuck, what happened? And about two months after that, I went to the X Games and got seventh place. Yeah! <laughs> but I've had a lot of injuries, bro. Like a lot. That one was gnarly because 
like I tore my urethra, I fucking broke bones, knees, shoulders, this, that, whatever. But that one was like fucking wild because you you know, it's reality check. I'm like, damn, I have this fluid leaking down the back of my throat. What the fuck is this? And it's your brain leaking because you hit so hard. So wake up. Jesus. But I've always walked injuries off, bro. Like I was at the last warp tour. Okay, I tell you real quick another one. It's the last warp tour. And I fell on a stupid ass trick. I woke up knocked out like this fuck. And I thought I just broke a rib. So I went like the whole night, stayed up late, slept sitting up. Cause I figured if I laid down, like, oh, I couldn't get up. Everyone went to the warp tour. I said, I get an Uber. I felt like, dude, I gotta get out of this room. So I took an Uber to warp tour. I could barely walk. Something was wrong with me. I thought I just broke a rib. What turns out is I broke seven ribs, a clavicle, uh, bone was broken and I fractured a T2 vertebrae. And the gnarly part was I had two liters of blood in this lung. What had happened was I fell and the artery went out in my lung. So I thought I just broke a rib that I'd done that before. And I didn't, it was the doctors or hospital. And they go, yeah, take us out of the hospital. It's like, shit, all right, what's going on? No one told me. They pull up, open, and there's like eight people, I mean, you know, Put the IV in, she's like, what? what? No one told me, like, what the fuck's going on? They go, you got blood in your lungs. I was like, whoa. And they took the blood from my lung, filtered it, and put it back in my body. So I had a chest tube for 12 days. That one sucked. But I blame that shit on vaping, bro. Really? I'm right now. From my own experience, y'all can say whatever you want. Anyone listening to vaping, that's your life. You do what you want. But my experience... I smoked cigarettes for a long time. That was my downfall, but I didn't start till I was like later, my 35 or some shit. Oh, really? Yeah. I hated this shit growing up. I was like, fucking understand yeah. it. But I don't know why I just did. And and I, I was 19. I, they said I had asthma, but I didn't want to take it in heller. So I felt this is fucked up sounding, but I felt like smoking like opened up my lungs or some shit. That's not good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I started vaping. And then when I fell, like I read some shit like vaping, you know, weakens arteries and blood vessels. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, I've taken so many hard ass slams my whole life. I'm not saying it's riding about or I'm proud of, but I have. Never, not once, was the artery in my lung gave out. And at that point, I quit cold turkey, all of it. So really? Yeah, I'm way better, dude. Way better off. Wait that's minute. interesting i've man i've always been skeptical about vaping too like i, I mean that's just my experience i'm not sitting here no. saying tell people dude you don't fucking lie but for me yeah but to cut, sorry to cut you off but i just want to put that out there no 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 no, man like i no i'm i'm with you though like i mean i smoke cigarettes which i that's next thing to stop i quit drinking now it's cigarette time and then you know we'll go from there but like i everybody tells me oh dude just start vaping like you'll be able to quit easily which i don't know that may or may not be true but i just there's something about vaping where i'm like i don't think this shit's good for you either well it's definitely not good for you but i think it's well, liquid man like they have that popcorn lung and all that shit they're talking about and just from my experience like i was like dude like i'm tougher than that my body is tougher than that and yeah. i know that it is and so i was like you know what i quit uh at, in the beginning you know, the thing about nicotine is like, and I mean to come on this podcast to be this like dude talking about nicotine and smoking and what people should or shouldn't do. Like okay. I said, I want to make it very clear. This is my experience. Yeah. And it made me like just fucking like when I stopped smoking, I found myself being a lot more tired quicker. And I couldn't figure it out. Like I was out of breath and shit. 
and I was yeah. tired quicker and I was like, what the fuck? And, and then uh, it dawned on me that like what smoking does is it masks the feelings of like what things really feel like when people go, I'm stressed out about cigarettes because you don't want to deal with the reality. Yeah. You're trying to mask yeah. it. And so for me, I always felt like I was smoking to help open up my lungs. I know that sounds so freaking stupid. Yeah. I'm like, what, dude? <laughs> Where were you born? You're good for you. But I did, man. I felt like I was able to pull it off. And yeah. until I heard my lungs going <laughs> at night, I was like, okay, I just saw the shit. And so then, like, <laughs> but you get real tired at first. Yeah. You have yeah. less energy and shit. But if you can get past that, a month or so past that, you actually, or a couple months, however long it takes you, mm-hmm. for me at least, you have more energy than you did if you were still smoking. Mm. Okay. Because then you learn how to deal with things, how they naturally are. You're, you condition your body. You're able to like not rely on anything. At least this was for me. Uh, yeah. You know, um, and that's, that's, you know, just... What it is. Yeah. So injuries and shit, already in the lungs, fucked up, but no, you can walk it off. Yeah. I mean, that was the same thing for me, like with drinking, which, you know, like, I mean, I talk about it like all the time with like quitting drinking and that, but I also, you know, to kind of echo what you're saying, I've ne- I don't try to tell other people not to drink. I just know that for me, that shit didn't work. Uh, but drinking? Into, no, yeah. It did. Yeah. It went downhill quick so i was like okay but i still hang out with people that drink and i don't like judge them like like oh i can't believe you're drinking this poison like i'm just you know it is what it is everybody handles things differently and but yeah yeah Yeah, but that's interesting that's interesting that cigarettes like did that huh yeah well i mean for uh, me for me i just never i mean i said something i figured out but i i i mm -hmm. I, you know hey you know just what i i figured always you always got to figure out things to make yourself better and I'm better off yeah. without smoking and vaping and for sure you know uh it, it's something that though I think really was that was part of the reason why that happened I mean yeah you know and and once you go through something like that and it's you know if I would my, my whole big plan was speaking of this injury with the, the, the lung uh-huh. excuse me was I was going to go to work tour and look for pain medicine I don't take any pain medicine yeah but I was like looking for something to just kind of get me on to get through because that happened Saturday and then Sunday and I was going to fly home Monday. So this is Sunday and I'm trying to get through the day. If I would have got on that plane with two liters of blood in my lung, I would have choked on my own blood and fucking died. Because if you know anything about arteries, uh-huh. that sends the blood back. The veins yeah. send them out, the arteries send it back. And if it's sending it out and it's not going back anywhere and it's just filling up, it would have eventually filled up in the pressure. I would have died. So I'm grateful and I, you know, I'm grateful that like, I listened to some people that were like, dude, you need to go to the doctor. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Cause I'm stubborn. I'm like, ah, it's just a rib man, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, everybody's got to figure out, listen to yourself a little bit, and yeah. make, you know? know. Yeah. All right. If you could have met, so as a child, if you could have met any celebrity, who would you have wanted to meet? Like, did you have somebody that you were just like, you know, like not, I don't want to say make a wish, but like something like, kind of like along those lines, you know? Elvis Presley. Shit, nah, that's a good one. I had, a, I had a ticket to go see Elvis Presley in the 70s. 
My mom bought it for me. My, me and my mom, my sister were going to go. And my friggin' aunt talked me out of it and I gave it to her. Damn. Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a rough one. I mean, I yeah. like Elvis. Yeah, Elvis, Elvis, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, I like, like I said, I like a lot of, a lot of music. I don't just like Elvis. I don't like all of his music, but I like, yeah. I like some of his stuff. And I, as a kid, you know, he was the biggest. Him, actually, it would be, probably be these two people if I could meet him at the same time. Okay. Elvis Presley and Bruce Lee. Yeah, Bruce yeah. Lee as a kid in the seventies, he was the shit. Bruce <laughs> Lee was like the man. He was like this is yeah. before Terminator and shit. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. Before Bruce Willis's Die Hard shit, he was Bruce Lee. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. man, oh, Bruce. Woo! That's a good one, man. Bruce Lee, yeah, Bruce Lee is the shit. Like, man, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, no philosophy and shit dude right. yeah jeet kundo man yeah the intercepting fist all right what would you um or what's something that annoys you the most like do you get annoyed easily no i mean i mean i you know what i mean like, like i mean i get everybody gets annoyed by something you know what i mean yeah. like but like like maybe maybe like what annoys me the most i can't say the most mm-hmm yeah. I kind of like try to make fun of shit too, but you get <laughs> you get annoyed. I think I think I don't know, man. That's a hard one, you know. Like yeah, you know when when I guess I get annoyed when you meet somebody and they might be super narcissistic or condescending, kind of that kind of attitude that annoys me. But I know yeah. how to like deal with it. But like all of us get annoyed at something. I mean I don't know like somebody eats their food too loud and shit you're like dude close your mouth you know what i mean oh shit like that god dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> shit like that but like you know but like for the most part i mean i live in la so driving and shit yeah i mean sometimes i'm like dude look at look i did the math on this okay 50 million people visited los angeles i divided it up all the way down it came out to be about 148,000 people a day on the street okay a day so a lot of people not know where they're going. That's annoying. <laughs> Dude, I mean, yeah, man, like that traffic shit, that's got to be a shit situation. Like, it I complain about me. It's a really good band and the music's the shit. And you're like, Dude, listen to this riff. It's building like, oh, this is sick. And the vocals come on. You're like, Really, dude? Really? Okay. Really, bro? No. Okay. You want to know one of mine is when you're showing someone, like a song that you just found you're like holy fuck like i gotta show somebody and then they just immediately start talking during when you're showing them the song like dude that drives me i've ended yeah. friendships because of that yeah that's like, that's, that, that's called inconsiderate exactly Incon being inconsiderate in general is probably one of mine but yeah also people clearing their throat over and over that shit will drive me insane yeah you know, dude that's a good one another one is when someone says something and then they laugh at you or say it like, hey, going to the park? <laughs> no way. <laughs> or when people ask you questions back, you go, what are you doing? And you go, I'm doing this interview. So you're doing this interview. Is there a fucking echo in here? <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that's a, that's a that good one. That annoys me. So like, yes. You want me to say it twice? Three, four, five times? Or uh, when interview. People, dude, when people try to finish your sentences for you, have, have you ever had people do that? Yeah. My mom does that, and it's it's you know it's put yeah. us at bad terms. 
you know, uh, like it's just no, I'm joking. like it's not that bad. I mean, listen, man, I know I annoy some people, and I I accept that because I'm hyper. I talk a lot. Yeah. Uh, I like to express myself. Um, you know, uh, in my life, I, you know, when I'm around people, I just get excited. I get overwhelmed, and I just I love the energy. I, I'm just a very mm-hmm. energetic person naturally. So I know I annoy some people, but I don't. It's okay because I know in life you're not going to please everyone, and everyone's not going to please you, and you just try to do the best you can. Those little things that annoy you, though, yeah, they get on your last nerve. But also, like, like, dude, no matter who you are, you are somebody's favorite person. You know what I mean? Yeah. No matter who you are. So, like, exactly. as much as, you know, like, I know I annoy people, and I've pissed a lot of people off. But somewhere in the world, one day, I'll be somebody's favorite person. So I try to think of that, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Good way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. And then last one, what is a band or artist that people would be surprised that you listen to? Like a guilty pleasure. I hate using the word guilty pleasure because you should never be guilty about what you like, but, but you know what I mean? Like mine is ABBA, which is hard to say out loud, but you know. ABBA, yeah. Yeah. You know what, dude? I'm going to lose a lot of friends after this. There we go. (laughs) There's a lot. Okay. okay. I, I, I see my phone blowing up. Okay. All right. But, I mean, I don't want to say. Oh, I, I like some BG songs. Oh, uh, no, no, no. If anybody stops being friends with you because of that, they were never your friend. And then, I, I mean, I, like, yeah. I like, I like, you know, because I grew up in the 70s and, and the movie. Saturday Night Fever and that whole disco vibe. I was like, okay, oh. you know. So those dudes got good voices, though. I ain't gonna lie. They can sing their asses off, and they got a pretty crazy story. There's a documentary I haven't seen about them. Someone told me though is that mm-hmm. they were successful, and then they had to reinvent themselves, and that whole disco era brought them back. You know, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I like all kinds of stuff though, and a lot of times I'm not really afraid to admit it. Um, yeah, you know, um, maybe if I was like. You know, teenager, I would, you know, yeah, but yeah. but for the most part, yeah, that'd probably be, you know, they got so much shit, but like they're good, dude. You know? The BGs are amazing, like, yeah, you BG's can't, are. there isn't a single person on this planet that can't listen to like how deep is your love and not get, you know, a That's little butterfly saying, feeling. bro, staying alive and shit. Come on, man, hell yeah, man. The BGs are the shit, well, yeah, so- man. Dude, Abba and the BGs, man, that's a good, that's a good. Or, 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 or Sister Sledge, we are family, because my mom oh. used to pump that shit. She'd be like fucking partying at home. She played that shit on repeat, yeah. like vinyl repeat. We you yeah. had to like put the needle back, play it, put the needle yeah. back. You know what I'm saying? It yeah, wasn't like yeah, yeah, yeah. repeat on like iTunes and shit. And uh, yeah, Sister Sledge, dude, that song, We Are Family, was bomb. We used to roller skate to that shit. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, oh yeah man okay so i lied i, I have one more so right. um if you so like obviously fake but if you could be the front man for any band ever during their prime for one show what band would you pick shit that's a good one man i like so many i've seen so many bands i've been on tour mm-hmm. so many and me perform like the scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm just going off the top of my head, but let me think. <laughs> oh, I know who it would be. I know who it would be. Okay. 
you would think it'd be like Metallica or Pantera. This like this band. It's like you know Aerosmith filling out stadiums. Mm -hmm. Fucking mega fucking you know Elvis or some shit. You know big arenas. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying. But I'd probably want to sing for Minor Threat for a day. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 That's a yeah. that's a good one, man. You can't. Yeah. And then people be on the stage and shit all over me and shit. And I'd be like rolling in them and like fucking be passing the mic and shit. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see part of me is the same way like part of me is like you know like eddie van halen was like my hero and awesome. so it would have been like you know awesome to be in van halen for a day but i think i would go more like uh like the misfits or something maybe yeah. like but but misfits like 1982 you know like Walker yeah. among us era so like like i like that vibe of like those shows those like cbgb kind of shows yeah. in the 70s like yeah intimate yeah yeah or even like the dead kennedys dead kennedys would be up there too like awesome you know, that's awesome dude well i appreciate everything this has been a fucking pleasure talking to you um no, vice, and we're gonna, you want to play the song invincible too right yes yeah that's i that's what i was going to close out with is playing oh. that song if that's cool Dang, um, yeah dude yeah man i just want to tell I, you how we wrote that song real quick okay yeah 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 okay so the song we're going to play right now is invincible right it's on Sirius XM. It's our, it's our hit single right now. It's killing it. Uh, the way we wrote this song was during COVID where no one wanted to get together, but I wanted to. I was like, let's just get together. So we actually, I got together with my guitarist only, and we wrote, we wrote the melody, the harmony, and then we sent the song to everybody. And we, didn't, we never had one rehearsal. We never had one writing. Everything was just emailed back and forth, and we were able to write that song and it ended up on the radio and to me that's a huge accomplishment because it was about like the song's about like realizing that like you're not invincible you're trying to survive uh you know and to me it was like there's a bad situation going on in the world with covid and everyone's freaking out and they're at home and shit and and even during the the toughest times you could still be creative and make something cool you know and so that to me that was the whole point of the song is that like yeah, I know we're not invincible. There's a lot of things in this world that could take you out. A lot of things, you know, there's just a lot, a lot of, a lot of who, nobody knows. But the reality is, enjoy life while you're here and make the best of it, bro. And that's what that's about. So, you know, just trying to survive, bro, like everyone else, you know? Fucking A, man. That's awesome. That's the best message you can have in a song. So, thanks, dude. dude. But yeah, man. So, that is the song that we'll play right now.